And I want you to listen very carefully to the story that Jesus is about to tell. The kingdom of God is like the king who decided to square accounts with his servants. As he got underway, one servant was brought before him who had run up a debt of $100,000. He couldn't pay up, so the king ordered the man, along with his wife, children, and goods, to be auctioned off at the slave market. And the poor wretch threw himself at the king's feet, and he begged, Give me a chance, and I'll pay it back. And touched by his plea, the king let him off, erasing the debt. The servant was no sooner out of the room when he came by one of his fellow servants who owed him ten bucks. He seized him by the throat and said, Pay up now! And the poor wretch threw himself down and begged, Give me a chance, I'll pay it all back. But the servant wouldn't do it. He had him arrested and put in jail until the debt was paid. When the other servants saw this was going on, they were outraged and brought a detailed report to the king. The king summoned the man and said, You evil servant, I forgave your entire debt when you begged for mercy. Shouldn't you be compelled to be merciful to your fellow servant who asked for mercy? The king was furious, put the screws to the man until he paid back his entire debt. And that's exactly what my creator in heaven is going to do to each one of you who doesn't forgive unconditionally anyone who asks for mercy. Ow, ow, ow. This ought to hit a hot button because it's really been kind of what we've been talking about all day, right? You know, the whole idea of perpetrating violence. Is there, you take another person's life, is there forgiveness there? There's consequences. What's that? There's consequences. Consequences. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but there's certainly no forgiveness. If you decide that, that you're justified in taking somebody's life, where's the forgiveness? Where is the mercy? We know that in Micah 6.8, you know, the prophet was asked, hey, how do we know what God wants? And Micah's response to that was, you know what God wants. You know that God wants justice and mercy and to be humble with God. What is this story about? Is it about forgiveness as it relates to a debt? Or is it forgiveness... Overall. It's the forgiveness overall. It's the concept, the overall. Okay. Of mercy. Okay. Why do you think Jesus, and you, by the way, you're right, because if we back up to put the story in context, Peter has asked the famous question, how many times do I forgive a brother or sister who hurts me? And Jesus' reply, uh, Peter said seven, and Jesus' reply was seven hardly. Try 70 times seven. 
And then he gives this example. But that 145th time. Right. Why did he give this example? Anybody want to take a shot at this? I mean, there's a thousand examples of forgiveness that he could have picked. That while you're living, you're going to have to be forgiving a whole lot. Okay. Why did he choose to use as an illustration money? I was just going to say that it's money. Um, that's the reason he chose it, because money is the root. <laughs> there you go. What is the hardest thing for us to really let go of? Money. My brother over here actually offered a prayer this morning about a prayer request wanting a better job so that he could what? Make more money. Make more money. Do something I love more. Amen. And did you hear what Paul said? In the, the reading today, he says, by the way, when you work and get a wage, it's not what? It's not a gift. Now, I, you know, as your pastor, I, I like connecting the dots. I think that Paul was onto something when you tie it into this story. And it's exactly why Jesus talked about money. Because I tell you what, folks, in those moments that were by yourself, by the way, does everybody know what the definition of integrity is? The, the simple definition of integrity? What you do when nobody's watching. Bingo. So in those moments that you're all by yourself and you're looking in your wallet and you're going, damn. Damn. This is all I got. This is all I'm worth. Okay? And somebody shows up and says, Hey, have you got some spare change so I can get me something to eat? No, I don't have any change, man. All I got is paper. Understand that money is where it's really at. As much as we as people of faith try not to measure ourselves by money, the fact of the matter is you are a citizen of the United States of America and what are you taught the moment from the moment of birth until you die? Your self-worth depends on your bank account. Amen. That your value yeah. your value is outside of yourself yeah. and not in you. The one with the most toys when they die wins. It is set up from inception. Well, guess what? In Jesus' time, they weren't under any, let's, let's, let's be real here, they were not under any illusion of having a capitalistic society. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was more of a caste system, right? Yeah. Those who had it wanted more, and those who didn't get it had it taken away from them. Mm -hmm. So the fact of the matter is, though, that money is where we live. If you can get over the need 
and your attitude towards money, forgiveness will follow. Forgiveness will follow. What did Paul say in Romans? He said that Abraham did what he did. Why? Because of faith. So for those of you who are worried, and this applies to the pastor because October 31st is coming quickly, I have to remember what my faith is. We have to remember what our faith is. And we need to remember that God, according to the psalmist, has never let us down. As long as we're in a relationship with God, as long as we work at that relationship with God, it will work out. I understand, especially, you know, we get a lot of folks that come down here from Clifton, and you guys at that point are, are pretty challenged, amen? You've got X number of days in that program, and I'm sure you kind of sit there and go, eh, where the hell do I go from here? Some of you are waiting for, for money to come through. Some of you are waiting for a housing project or whatever to come through. But either way, it really tests your faith. So guess what, folks? As much as I said that this started out as a continuation about forgiveness, it's really more about faith. Because here is theological point two for you this morning, and that is this. If you don't have a strong faith, you're not going to be able to forgive. Because as my brother here and I do all the time, argue back and forth about these different things. The bottom line is the only way that I let go of a debt is that I have faith in God that it's the right thing to do and that God isn't going to let me down. The only way that I forgive somebody who slaps me across the face whom I feel like I need to hit back is if I stand strong and believe that God will take care of me. That I don't have to be the answer for everything that comes up. Now, let's get to the obvious question. Well, Pastor, does that mean that I'm not supposed to collect debts? I didn't say that. This is for you to figure out between you and God. However, I do have a piece of advice for you, which is point number three. I would not loan your money unless you could afford not to ever see it again. And that's a good policy. Mm -hmm. Amen? That is a good policy. <laughs> and then don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. There have been people that have come to me and they say, hey, pastor, I need this or I need that. I will pay you back. If I had the ability to give them what they were asking for, I gave it to them, and at that point they say, I will pay you back. At which point I look at them and say, don't make a promise that you may not be able to keep. I am not worried about it. And nine times out of ten, I don't think about it again. You can afford not to 
No, it's yeah, hello. I, I'm glad you said that. Mm -hmm. It is not about whether you can afford it. Y'all remember the story about the woman, right? The Pharisee that gave his tithe. And then the woman come along and she threw two pennies in the pot. And Jesus says, so which one is blessed? The one that did his duty or the woman? And they all just kind of looked at him and he says, the woman. Because the first guy gave out of what he could afford. His abundance. Gave out of his abundance. Gave what he could afford. The woman gave what she could not afford. I've taught you for years. It's about meeting needs. If you can find it in your heart to meet a need, then do it. But that's not a debt. Your debt, point number four, has already been paid. The reaction of the servant, unfortunately for most of us, fits a little too close. How many of us this morning, don't raise your hands, and uh, to those of you who are new in the church, if you think I'm talking about you, don't react and nobody will know I am. But how many of us really sit in front of that mirror and say to God, Thank you, O oh God, for the mercy that you have shown me. And then turn right around and tell somebody to go to hell. That's what this story is about. Understand, Jesus used money because that's where our heart is, folks. But the real point is if you're going to have faith in God, the only way that faith works is your ability to let go, and I know we've heard this phrase before, let go and let God. It is really, really true. This morning's message is yes, 70 times 7 and 70 times 7 only works if you don't start counting to begin with. <laughs> God bless you. <laughs>